Not the boring, generic, milquetoast stuff coming from the network in Connecticut. I'd describe him as the best, obviously. Cattles. He throws it out there, speaks his mind, that's cool. And Rami. He's supposed to make people laugh. He's just an expert at it. Cattles and Rami. Live and local in the afternoon. Sacktown Sports. Yeah, Whitey and JJ in for Kettles and Rami today. Uh, JJ, great to be with you again, second time this week. Is it My me? man. Yeah. Is it me or has this been, and I think a lot of it has to do with the A stuff, it's been a weird week, right? It absolutely, it absolutely has there, Whitey. Uh, it's uh, a heartbreaking week for myself and yeah. I. I mean, we, come on, Whitey, it's only 2.01 with 27 seconds pass, and you already bringing up the Oakland A's for me, man? Well, with that, and I know Bradley Peel, it's just been a weird week. Yes, it has. Yeah, it definitely has. Man, Uh it's been a heartbreaking, wrenching week. Week. Wow, say that again. Wrenching week for your boy over here at Oakland A's fans, as I know you are as well. Yeah. Lifelong. Are you a lifelong A's guy? Uh, well, they they weren't in Oakland my whole life. True. Until I was like eight or okay. so. so okay. Yeah, eight or nine. But okay. Yeah, since I was eight or nine. No worries. Sure. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. For Well, you know, I'm a little younger. Just a pinch. Right. Whole life long, man. <laughs> Lifelong Oakland A's fan. And uh, it's been difficult, man. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Uh, we got the U.S. Open, at least. We got Father's Day weekend. Are you ready for Father's Day weekend? You know what, man? I, it, this sounds bad, but... I'm a father every day, brother. Yeah. And uh, I, I operate as a father every single day. And so every day is Father's Day to me, man. Now, I appreciate the the love and, you know, sincerity that people pass along in fathers. But I, I get to enjoy my daughter every single day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's of course, it's special. But every day for me is special, straight up, man. And so, you know, like the wife is asked, well, what do you want to do for Father's Day? Oh, it's a normal day. You know, I'm blessed to be around this every single day. So I don't take it into uh, I don't take it lightly, um, and I say that because I didn't grow up with a father, you know. Mm-hmm. So I always want to make sure that I stop that that generational curse, so to say, as yeah. they say. And uh, so it ain't. It's just another day for me, brother. I keep it rocking every mm-hmm. single day, man. I'm a daddy. Yeah, I feel you know? the same way. I, just because somebody a long time ago decided, hey, this is a way to sell greeting cards. Yes. Father's Day, whatever. But that said, if someone wants to come over, uh, we 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 got you cake or we got you. Present or something. Or We're hey, accepting that, right? I'm not going to turn it down, but I'm, I'm with you for the most part. Yeah, and it is. A, it's just cool to me that it's you know one of the first real days of the summer. That's the cool thing to me. Very true. Let me, let, can I put this out there, Whitey? I don't mean to stop the uh, the fantastic and the the, the yeah. great talk. Sack Sports 11:40 teammates, man, stop stealing my what? headphones, what? brother. I can't find my headphones, Whitey. That's why your headphones fell off. Yes, Those aren't man, yours? these are mine. So it's it's like, like you're you're going into battle with a helmet that yes, doesn't fit, right? And I'm bound to get take one to the neck or something. <laughs> I don't like this, Whitey. I, I'm not feeling it, brother. Lay your hands off the headphones, fellas. Who are your prime suspects? I have no idea. That's the problem. And this isn't the first, the second, third, fourth, fifth. It's like this all the time. I put my headphones in a specific spot. And I come back, and they're gone. They're wrapped in the bag. You know, so look, man, the great thing about it is, is I realize, brother, life is life. I'm never too frustrated over anything. But, you know, the part of that, when it really comes down to it, man, come on now. Cop your headphones. You know, I worked at a station long ago. In fact, it was this station in a different building, and that used to happen to me. Really? Honestly, I did this. One time I put, was it shoe polish or peanut butter or something all over one of the ears? Yeah. Uh, and another time, this is a little extreme, but I actually had a pet snake at the station. And when I put the headphones in the snake's cage, 
I didn't have any I have no problem. issues. Yeah. Nobody came near my head. There's a couple time. questions I want to ask to go with that. We'll, we'll sprinkle that throughout the show. The fact yeah. that, that you have a pet snake, never seen the reason to have a pet snake. Second part of it is the fact that, you know, we're living in different times where the people up top have allowed you to bring a snake into yeah. the building. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely different times. Uh, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't fly here at Bonneville anymore. Uh, and third thing, yeah, man, just... Come That's on, awful. take your fingerprints off the headphones. That's all I'm asking, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to go cop another pair. But you know what, Whitey? They mysteriously pop up. Huh. Like, it'll go a couple of days, and I'm like, dude, where's my headphones? And Simone's looking for me, you know, while we're doing the show. Because you had and them yesterday, right? I did. I did. But see, everyone shuffled through. Yeah. And, you know, in 24 hours. Well, so it's got to so. be someone on the morning show, right? Uh-huh. I like where you're going yeah. there, Kyle. I like where you're you going. You were here there, at six ten yesterday. We all left together. You, me, Simone. We all left at the same time. That is true. Yeah, we're getting to but the see, bottom it could, of this. It could be other. This the thing, though. I, I'm intelligent enough to know that it could be someone from another station could come in. It could, you know, I don't know our state. I don't know our stations overnight. Do we have it overnight? Well, what am I talking about? It's radio. Nobody does overnight. I, I'm a big fan. Of just, syndicated of just. Uh, casting wild accusations all over, and then I'll like you know, see where see where where you end I'm up. I'm looking you. at you, Nate Littlefield. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking like square going. at you right now. Oh man, you throwing out names. Remind <laughs> me to never go to battle with Kyle. I know what's going on. Yeah. I'm take I'm taking the fall. Yeah. Sometimes snitching is underrated. I yeah. will say that. All right, man. I'll just get my lawyer. Well, we'll see if we can find him. But thank you for uh, for performing under less than ideal circumstances. Thank you. I appreciate that you. are not your responsibility. I appreciate where you coming from, Whitey. If we did a poll, we may, we may not. We'll do an informal poll right now. Uh, Father, son, sports, all time, best. Uh, what do you think? Who would be on there? I like Barry, Bobby Bonds, right? They would deserve That's, a spot. They're up there. Yeah. Probably uh, hmm, what do you Griffey's. Think? Yes. Yeah. Steph yes. and Dell. Steph and Dell. Steph and Dell Curry. Um, yeah. Archie and yeah. Peyton Manning. Peyton. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little before your time. Well, you guys remember like Brent Berry and John Berry and, and Rick Berry. Brent Berry, the 96 yeah. dunk competition yeah. winner? Yeah. With the air fight 95 uh-huh. zooms, yeah. the white and reds? But uh, you don't remember playing. Rick Berry. Of course I remember Rick. Rick is a, uh, I've had Rick on numerous times as a as a guest. Uh-huh. I used to do a little work with him when I was over at a national station for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I got a yeah. little, me and Rick go, you know, Rick is a surly guy. Unless I know. He, I unless know. he really likes you. Yeah. You know. But he'll bring it. I yeah, mean, he We used will. to have him on. Once a week, and he, you know, he's not like, yeah, whatever. I mean, he's oh, going to no, tell you what. No, he's going to let you know. And he's yeah. a big fisherman and, you know, yeah. all that type of stuff. He's uh, in Denver? Outside of Denver? Colorado Springs? Somewhere up that way. I lost track of the great river. Yeah, last time I talked to him, or maybe a year or so ago, we had him on here. And uh, I, think he, I think he's somewhere in, Den- in, in Colorado. Mm-hmm. But don't, you know, don't quote me on that. Michael and Clay Thompson? Of I course. Mean, a lot of rings. Of course. A lot yes, of rings. Trace in there. You know. Now, I mean, look, I'm getting older now, brother. There are a lot of sun duels. The Kenyon, the Kenyon Martins, the K, you know, K March. You see the GPs and the GP twos. Well, the Warriors you know, have like four guys that I know. their dads played. I know, Andrew Wiggins. I mean, it's a bunch of guys that's tied down. Um, trying to think of any ones that come. I was trying to think football wise. Yeah, I could think of Ed and uh, Christian McCaffrey. Sure. Isn't there that incredible stat that Prince Fielder and Cecil Fielder hit the same number of homers Home in their career? Yep. Wow, did True. they? Howie I Long. Yeah. Got, got uh-huh. Jake yeah. Long, Howie Long, yeah. And, yeah. and other. Uh, the Matthews. Have, uh, Matthews. That's what I was oh, say. Goodness. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a that's generational like a football, right? That's a football dynasty. 
It might have two generations of Hall of Famers, depending how Jake Matthews' career finishes. Antoine Willfields now. Mm-hmm. They're playing with Asante Samuels, Jr. and Sr., you mm-hmm. know, some guys. Kellen, Kellen Winslow was a beast for a long time. Of course, his father was an absolute animal. Um, I mean, it's a bunch of them. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Edrin James and his son now. Depending on how you feel about all the you know, steroids and everything, I think it'd have to be Bobby and Barry. I mean, maybe if you said, well, that wasn't all legit. Okay, maybe. But I think to me, I mean, just the all-time home run king. Sure. You know, I have a little bit of a baseball bias. And Bobby Bonds no was a great player, Yeah, he's a ball too. player. Yeah. He's definitely a ball player. There's a lot of them when I sit down and think about yes. it now, though. Yes. It didn't seem like that as I, when I was a child, as a kid. I was like, uh, you didn't. it was rare. Now they're popping up everywhere. Them, huh? yeah, yeah, for sure. Why not? You, you know, there's so much more money to be made than there used to be. Who Very did we true. decide was the best football one? Because I will create this poll on YouTube. Just who did we decide was the best football father-son duo? It's probably the Mannings. I would think. It's probably okay. the Mannings. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really trying to sit down and think about it. Now I'm going to have to Google it here and see. Go to the old Google. How about, um, well, in auto racing, Earnhardt. Yeah, that's true. Dale and then Junior. I'm not a big NASCAR fan, but I certainly recognize uh, what they accomplished. The Greasies, right? The Greasies. Oh, are that's too, right. right. Bob and Brian, great quarterback coach for the 49ers. I yeah. see. Uh, man, it. It's very difficult to uh, to get away from Archie Payton and Eli, though. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to think here. Wilcox wins. I think the Longs the... were the second best one you could throw out yeah, there. Yeah, probably. Howie, Chris, Jake. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. So that's going to be our poll, uh, Kyle, at some point. So, we'll yeah, we wrong. went with Barry and Bobby Bonds uh-huh. for baseball, Steph and Del Curry, uh, Archie, Peyton, Eli, Mannings, and then a fourth option. Anyone can throw out another right. option. So you could do another, like you could go junior uh, and senior Griffey. Uh, we can, of course. I mean, other, other, if you yeah, vote other. other. Yeah. We, yeah. Unfortunately, YouTube only gives us yeah. four options yeah. to, to put out. Which way are you going, Jay? If you had to vote right now. Probably and you do. Mannings. Yeah, Mannings. Uh-huh. I'd go Mannings. I mean, Steph and Dell is pretty good, too. It is. Just because Steph is... One of the ten best players in the history of their but sport. Dell was, Del was, you know, and he was like, "Yeah, he's pretty good." Yeah, I'm yeah. looking for both. Like, I mean, Dell yeah. until four years ago was the all-time leading scorer in Hornets franchise history. Yeah, but weren't you like second or something? So I mean, it's still... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go to Mannings, uh-huh. Peyton, Archie, if you want to throw Eli in there, but I guess that's just my hate for for the the Giants. I, I don't want the Giants to win anything, so I'm not a uh, I like Barry Bonds. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. I accept it. Understandable. Uh-huh. No problem. Um, I happen to be playing baseball during that time of steroids and, you know, that type of situation. Um, but I'm just not a giant, man, so I don't, I don't want them to win anything. Yeah. He almost signed with the A's when he was done with the Giants. It would have been, been a beautiful almost, situation. A's almost picked him yeah, up. And I think he kind of floated situation. the trial balloon, and there was uh, some uh, – some, some, some blowback on that, so they went another way. Yeah. All right. No so problem. that'll be that'll be our poll, and hopefully you're all ready for a big Father's Day coming up here. It's Cattles and Rami with uh, Whitey and JJ. What does Ja have to say about his 25 game suspension? I don't care. That's next on Sackdown Sports. One brings Macloff magic, while the other, hmm, we're still trying to figure that out. Paddles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. Are not here today. Jay Johnson, Whitey Gleason, 
uh, in for Cattles and Rami today. And we still have on the YouTube chat just a flood of suggestions here on our best all time and on our Father's Day uh, father-son sports combos. I mean, look at this. We got the Uncers. We got Tim Hardaway and Tim Hardaway Jr. It's a good one right there. We got, and I know you were thinking this, Jay. Luke and Bill Walton yeah. getting a mention. Yep. Love Bill. Luke, for sure, former head coach of the Sacramento Kings. Luke was serviceable. NBA champion. Yep. Aren't they one of the few father-son combos that won? They both won? Did yeah. Luke? Uh, did Luke win? Luke, won, yeah. Luke yeah. won two with the Lakers. Yeah. He, got, he got the Lake Show. Yeah, she so got like Clay and Steph. Right, and their dads, uh, and like Matt Gukas Sr. and Matt Gukas Jr. It's a, yeah, those are the. Yeah, you're digging the, deep for the Matt very, Yeah, I know, because I looked it up when, you know, when the Warriors did that, um, looked up the father son combos who won NBA titles. But I don't think those, the Gukases, bless them, I don't think they're going to make our pool no, today. No, definitely not on my list. If they're on yours, salute <laughs> to you. Speaking of the NBA, the big news came down today. John Morant suspended for 25 games by the NBA. First things first, there's a statement from Ja. At this point, Jay, I don't know about you, and I certainly respect it, but what you think and how you feel about this, but at this point, I don't care what Ja has to say. Hmm. To me, it's irrelevant. What are you going to do? We already heard what you had to say, and obviously that wasn't true. So at this point, never mind what you have to say. What are you going to do? Yeah, it's about your actions, not about how yeah. you speak. If you're talking out the side of your neck, why do you understand what you're saying? I mean, I guess let me start on two things. First of all, 25 games. You feeling it or not? Um, Yeah, at first I wasn't, but the more I looked at it compared it to other things, yeah, I'm good with that. Why? Because I think it's uh, stern enough where you're sending a message that you take this seriously at the same time, when you compare what he actually did, mm-hmm. uh, it's ne- not necessarily that egregious. True. And so I think you send a message at the same time, if he does all the things you want him to do, he'll be uh, able to play this season and we'll get to see him. Yeah, agreed. I, when I first saw, you know, come across the uh, the, the old computer, the old Twitter, it's like 25 games, man, that's not enough. I, You know, I thought about it. Then I sat down and thought about it. That's technically a more than a quarter of the games when you really sit down and look at it. And the yeah. other part with the new CBA, the new the new cap, the new apron to be all NBA team to make you know uh, to to make all star games, all these type of things. You or have to have for any award. Any award you have to have played sixty five games. Well, he's not going to be able to do that. Nope. Which then lets me know come next season when he's eligible for the supermax, he won't be able to get that. So you're really sending the message in his pocket. Which for me, I don't know about you, Whitey, but nine times out of ten, if nothing else. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna play close attention to that bank account, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check that back pocket and look at that wallet. I'm looking under my mattress and I'm checking my shoe boxes. And if it's coming up a little short, I'm gonna be a little frustrated. <laughs> As I said, I don't get frustrated too much, but when it comes to uh, paper chasing, when it's t- when it comes to getting that money, I'm a little, you know, I'm gonna be a little frustrated. So I think they hit them where it really hurts, Whitey. Yep. Which is Good the point. pocket, yep. right? And it may not be so much as. Uh, immediately, but down the road, Ja's definitely going to feel the effects of being suspended for 25 games. So justly, when I looked at it in the beginning, I was like, "Mm." I'm on record here on the Cattles and Romney show saying that I thought he would get at least half the season, which would be 41. 41 is not a round number, right? right? So I figured 40 or 45, but... When you look at the new CBA and everything that's moving along for him to be eligible for awards and the Supermax and everything else, he's got to play for 65 
games. I think it was spot on. Mm-hmm. I think it was right there. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm sure at some point the commissioner and others tried to impress upon him, look, Ja, yeah, this looks bad. But you know what? Look, you're costing us money. You're costing yourself money. And because he apparently didn't understand that, now, okay, see, we told you. Mm-hmm. This is going to cost you a lot Absolutely. of money. Absolutely, especially yeah. that Supermax. I mean, the Supermax now is getting ready to creep to $300 million. Jalen Brown is looking to look at, is looking for $295 million. So you you probably factor that in next year with a little bit of advancements and, of course, a little cap movement. He's, he's over $300 million. That's a lot of money to be staring in the face and knowing that you could have got that, you could have received that, that could have came your way for your for you personally and your family, and uh, you're not going to be able to get that. Now, look, I'm not crying because you're still going to be eligible to get something in the low twos, according to Woj and Shams, but, I mean, $100 million, that's a big-time difference. Mm-hmm. I really think what offended the league the most was that he basically lied to them and played them. You know, I, I know the commissioner doesn't like what the images uh, that we all saw, but bottom line is, no, the, the league bent over backwards for him. All right, look, we have some other things. We'll brush it under the rug here so we can get you back on board. We'll give you a little suspension, but we're good, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, and clearly he wasn't. That's, I think, what angered the league. And I think to a degree, rightly or wrongly, they felt the need to make an example of him Truth. because of that. Yeah, and the toughest part about Something is when you're trying to make something an example or a person an example, you know, and we're taught we started to show us being fathers. Right. Yeah. How many times and how many lessons have we had to teach to our children? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and sometimes they you have to set an example. You have to let them know and understand, like, look, you can't do that or you need to do this. And that's kind of what the NBA is, I believe, is trying to tell Ja. And I'm I'm 100 percent with you, Whitey. I do believe that. Adam Silver personally felt betrayed. Yeah. You know, I think he definitely was like, look, man, I, you know, eight games really wasn't a suspension. We let you do you. We didn't put it in formal writing. Now we, we covered for you. We said yes. you go to counseling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now we got to come down on you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver also said Morant not being charged with a crime would not prevent the league from handing down more discipline. And to me, to be honest, I have a little bit of an issue with that. Anytime someone is doing something and it's technically lawful mm-hmm. and leagues crack down on them, whoa, uh, we're on a very slippery slope. So are you? Uh, are we talking about like medicinal purposes? Are we talking about concealed carry? Because there's a lot of states that you can walk or you can come right, right. in here, sit down and carry a gun. I know, yeah. So, I don't know. I think the union perhaps needs to step in and say, hey, wait, what exactly is he being suspended for? I know it looks bad, but looking bad is not actually a crime. It's not a punishable crime in most cases. So, uh, it sounds to me you you fighting for John not to be suspended. Am I? Is that the tree you barking up? I think the first time around... Um, unless he clearly violated some gun laws. Mm-hmm. I think if I was in his corner, I would have said, you can't suspend him for this. Yeah, we understand why it's a problem. But now, given what he did, as we just said, the league has to crack down on him. Or else the league has, they just have no authority. Yeah. Because he flaunted, uh, he threw it back in their face when they said, and again, they tried to work with him and he threw it in back in their faces. So is it more for you, is it more... Because I told you so. Like, that was one of the things I hated my mom. Because I told you so. 
No, no, no. That's never a good reason. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I, I we guess told I'm... you so, and this is why it's bad. Right. And this is the example. We're all going to lose money. And then it's like, it's uh, what's it? I learned this in like psychology class, natural consequences. So as you say, if why, why can't I do that? Because I said so. It's a terrible reason, but mm-hmm. why can't I do that? We're all going to lose money if you keep doing that. And see, and it's bottom, it's good parenting in the sense of jaw. You did this. We didn't do this. We tried to help you so this wouldn't happen. You forced us into this position. So, you you know, this is a classic thing, right? Gotcha. A parent to a child. You brought this on yourself. yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we got you. Okay. That's where I see it. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, in the beginning, again, when I first looked at it and the first couple of things that happened, you know, the Indiana Pacer situation, they said they saw a red beam. Yeah. And that was from a scope of a gun, but they couldn't prove it. Uh, There was a conversation, of course, with the incident that was at his house that involved his sister Mm -hmm. and her friend on the basketball court. And the uh, the young assailant, excuse me, the young man said that uh, John Morant brandished a gun, showcasing a gun from the hip. Was there something at a mall with a security guard? That was about his father or his his mother. His mother had an issue at finish line, I believe the store finish line and, you know, called in the, the reinforcements mm. and uh, John, his posse, the pack, the fam, the crib, you know, all them cats, mm. they came through and, and made their, uh, their strength be noticed. But uh, according to other reports, there's also been other things that the NBA have, you know, come mm. to John about that we're not privy to and that he's been reprimanded on and, you know, like, come on, man, get it together. And so, you know, I guess when you keep barking up the same tree three, four, five, six times, as you said, natural consequences is almost to the point like, okay, listen, I just can't allow you to keep getting away with the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we see the 25 games. That's why we see the suspension. And I think we all hope that uh, he understands, accepts it, and moves on, and we get to see him play more. Yes. We're not Grizzlies fans, but I love watching him play. I do too. And I, you know, I also worry, you know, he's such a high flying player. I worry sometimes that his career's not going to be that long. Truth, D Wade style, Allen Iverson type thing. Yeah, I, I get you. I, I would say this. I hope Ja understands and figures out he has to change some of the folks around him, some of his actions, and certain things that he does away from the basketball court. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, probably on the court too. Yep. Hopefully this allows him to do so. Coming up, Kristen Peake from Yahoo explains why there could be a lot of trades before next week's NBA draft. And she's going to join us next right here. It's Cattles and Rami, JJ and Whitey in for them. Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Good afternoon, Sacramento. My name is Kyle Ledbetter, and these are your Sacktown Sports headlines. Let's update the U.S. Open leaderboard brought to you by Nature Wood Home Furnishings, where it's always about choices and always about quality. Rory McIlroy has moved into a tie for third with Xander Shoffley at 8-under after posting a 67. Wyndham Clark is in the locker room with a 67 at 9-under. And in first place after birdieing the first three holes of the day is Ricky Fowler. Ricky is 11-under and two shots ahead of the pack. Now let's return to Whitey Gleason and Jay Johnson, who will be joined by Kristen Peake of Yahoo. Whitey and Jay in today for Cattles and Rami. Jay, you ready for the NBA draft? You're half ready. You know we're near ready. 
I know oh, you've been, I see in there watching video on the prospect. Absolutely. The you know I'm getting it in as always. Uh, I'm always ready, bro. I'm always ready. Not as ready as Kristen Peake, but I'm always ready. Right. All guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, your one-stop Honda shop. Nice enough to join us. Yahoo NBA Draft Analyst, Kristen, uh, Kristen Peake. How are you today, Kristen? Hey, guys. Good. Uh, it's a busy time of year, working the phones, trying to figure out what smoke screen with these, uh, with all this, these rumors coming out and what's true. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like you said, are you ready for the draft? I've literally been watching these guys for a full year or even longer. So, so I am ready. And I always tell the players, like I told this to Paolo Bancaro last year when I uh, saw him after the draft for an interview. I was like, Paolo, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Also, I'm so sick of talking about you. Like, do we move on? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited that we're within a week to the draft, yeah. and this is a great group, a great group of players. Absolutely, Kristen, and that's kind of where I'm going to start. It seems like, and you wrote something a couple of days ago where you said that the 2023 NBA draft is probably going to see a flurry of trades because there's a drop-off talent in 24 and 25 class. Can you explain that for us? Absolutely. And, you know, what I mean by that is when particularly looking at the one and done. So, you know, NBA scouts can now get out sooner and sooner to see the high school prospects so they can see what's coming up and uh, plan accordingly. So we saw a lot of teams try to position themselves favorably in this draft because of what is projected the next couple of years. Now, granted, there will be players and there will be there'll be great players. But in terms of the surefire we're talking about generational type talent. We're talking about multiple all-stars in this draft class. You know, people want to try to uh, maximize that. And so that's what I'm saying when, when we're going to see multiple teams try to get in. And, you know, when you're the New York Knicks on the outside looking in, thinking that you were going to have a lottery pick before Dallas decided to tank, you mm-hmm. know, those last two weeks of the season, I mean, they're probably going to try to get in, but they're going to have to buy their way in. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, it's going to be fun. Like as someone that's supposed to, I in years past have like written in advance draft grades based on, you know, okay, if this person goes here, then this is this. And I've got this whole Excel doc because I'm in the back interviewing these guys. And I just, I told my editor, I was like, I cannot do that this year. There's, there's just zero chance. Like there's going to, whatever happens at two, if there's a trade at three at Portland, it's going to completely change the trajectory of the draft. And so it's like there's no way that you can predict that, you know. Yeah. Kristen Peake with us, Yahoo NBA draft analyst. With all the wing depth in this year's draft, Kristen, that appears is going to be available right around the time the Kings pick, could pick 38 for Sacramento be nearly as significant as pick 24? Not at all. No. Um, I, You know, there's probably going to be a drop-off kind of in that mid-second round. So um, that's why we're going to see different teams try to get in with, um, you know, the second – back half of the first round with teams that have multiple picks. So if you're the Kings, you want to keep that pick and you want to pick accordingly. And it's so funny because I see, I see Chris Murray sitting there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, reunite the twins. <laughs> yeah. Chris and Keegan back. In Sacramento. Cause I'm, I'm a twin. So it's like, I mean, I like hanging out with my sister. I'm sure they wouldn't mind playing together again. Wow. Didn't I don't that... know if it's going to happen though. <laughs> Around it seems like we know the culprits at two and three with Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson, but we really don't know the order. If you were picking at number two, and let's just say Portland stays put at three, who are you picking, Kristen? 
You know, I literally, I go back and forth about this daily. And I was just at the U19 USA basketball tryout. <laughs> I ran into one of the Charlotte Hornet scouts there. And I said, if I'm doing this, it's me, me, just a, a writer, an analyst. If I'm doing this daily, I cannot imagine the conversation you guys are having in your front office. Right. And, you know, I've talked to a couple of people because both Scoot and Brandon were in Charlotte uh, this past week. And, by all accounts, Scoot had a better workout, and then I and then Brandon was just in um, in Portland for his workout, and I was told he shot the living hell out of the ball. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's again. You don't know what smokescreen. A lot of people are saying Brandon at two. I'm still leaning more towards Scoot because I don't know how you pass up on him in terms of he is the second best prospect in this class. Victor said it himself. He said, "If I had never been born." Mm-hmm. Scoot would be the number one pick in this draft. So I don't think the Hornets need to overthink it, and I think they just take Scoot, and then Brandon falls to Portland, and then off we go. Catching up on the NBA draft with Kristen Peake from Yahoo, you have mentioned Olivier Maxence Prosper as a draft riser. Yes. How yes. likely do you think he is to maybe be an option for the Kings at pick 24? He's absolutely going to be there. Uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely an option at 24. Is he going to be there? I'm not too sure. I think there's a couple of other teams like uh, OMAX worked out for 16 different teams. Like that's a lot. And that's a lot on a player's body two and a half weeks leading up to the draft. Right. But I think there's a couple teams ahead of the Kings that like him as well. Mm. So if they wanted OMAX there at 24, they'd have to jump up. Kristen, you talked about a, a fall off, so to say in the second second round where's that drop off in the first round for you at, at about what what number do you see kind of the top talent fall to maybe eh, maybe we we have to grow this player or help them out or assist them where do you see that drop Absolutely. off at? i think there's there's um a few different tiers in the lottery right so you've got victor on an island of his own then you've got scoot and brandon as, or that second tier the third tier would be a men and a star thompson and cam whitmore they're kind of in that three to six range if we're talking about best available prospects Seven to eleven is pretty even. You know, players in there um, are Derek Lively. He's a big riser. You got Anthony Black, Grady Dick, uh, Jarris Walker. So that's the second tier. And then after that, you're going to start seeing uh, teams that will need to quote unquote draft and stash. Like send them to the G League for a little bit, make them help them get stronger, help them adjust to the pace of the game. Like Victor Wembanyama's teammate Bilal Kulabali is one of the youngest players in this draft. And he played all the way up until yesterday and helped his stock tremendously. I mean, and what he was able to do in the playoffs. So, but he's definitely a guy that is going to need a year or year and a half, year two, um, before he can be productive as an NBA guard. She's Kristen Peak, Yahoo NBA draft analyst. And, and Kristen, when you look at the trade that Denver made uh, during the finals, a lot of people were surprised by that. Is the new CBA already impacting the value of draft picks? Are teams that are way over the cap, are they going to have to rely more on draft picks in order to add talent to their team? Yes and no. I mean, listen, every year there's always going to be 60, usually, new players coming into the NBA. This year it's 58. Last year it's 58 because of tampering. But Mm. in the sense where it's like teams are always going to take the draft seriously and they're always going to try to find that one missing piece. And Denver is a great example. I mean, I tweeted this yesterday. Michael Porter Jr., number one player coming out of high school. He had back surgery. 
A lot of teams wrote him off. He fell to 14 in the draft. And the Nuggets, they didn't even bring him to work him out. They called him the day of the draft, and they said, hey, look, how would you feel about joining the Nuggets? If you're there at 14, we're going to take you. And he was, and they took him, and they worked with him. So, you know, it's all about the teams, and if they find a player in the draft that they're willing to be patient with, then they're going to take him regardless. Man, that's fantastic. Kristen, I I would be remiss if I didn't ask about Imani Bates. I mean, dude was yep. super highly recruited. You know, he, we understand what happened at Memphis, then he went over to Eastern Michigan. He – does he? He has the talent. He ha, it looks like he has the look. He has the makeup. Why is he? Why is everyone looking for him in the second round? Even the Kings worked him out here in Sacramento, and looks like they're pushing for him maybe in the second round. Absolutely. I mean, I would say this about Amani. I spent about twenty minutes with him. I wrote a story on him, and just in in the sense where I think he's matured. Mm. I think this has humbled him because, mind you, when he was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. We were all calling him, we, media, were all calling him the next Kevin Durant. He's the next one up. And he fell off, you know, and that's not fair Mm. to the kid. And I think where the hesitation is, is, look, he he has great shooting instincts. Um, He needs to fill out. I think, you know, he's 6'8", 6'9", but he doesn't have length in the wingspan. I mean, he only has like a 6'8", 6'9", wingspan. And defensively, I mean, he's just okay. So, when teams are looking at value, I mean, for, for me, I still think I, you take a swing on Amani Bates. He's still, we, we have to remember, he reclassified up to play at Memphis with Jalen Duran, one of his best friends, and it didn't work out. So he's still only 19 years old. That's still, I mean, he's younger than a men in the star Thompson and Brandon Miller who are projected, you know, top five, six, seven picks. So if you look at that, there's still room for improvement I think personally, this has been a really good experience for him going through this. He said to me, I'm at peace. I, I'm just looking for the chance. Somebody open the door, let me walk through it and prove I belong here. And having that attitude going into this process, I think is a turn in the right direction. And I hope, I, I really do hope that uh, someone takes a swing on Imani and I, and I hope yeah. he's good and he succeeds. Kristen, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Thank, Thank you, you so you much, Kristen. Mm-hmm. Kristen Peak, Yahoo NBA draft analyst. By the way, we didn't have time to talk to her about it, but she's writing that she believes there's a very good chance Victor Wembanyama is going to play in the summer. Yeah. You know, we're hoping to see him here. Uh, I don't know, yeah. but she thinks he she Las doesn't Vegas. think he's going to sit out yeah. the summer. It's Vegas, man. Yeah, it's Vegas. And she mentioned Michael Porter. I know the Kings talked about him. They were looking at him. I can't remember who the Kings picked there though. Mm. Who when they had that second pick? Uh, ah, uh, doesn't matter now, right? Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up, not gonna talk about it. I know. I don't. I don't either. Although they got his jersey all over the place. Why do you mean? You know what? I say this man. That, look, you, the way you come at us today, brother. <laughs> Oakland A's fans, Kings fans, man, you tearing us Kings down, fan, man. No, King. Uh, hey, A's fans, we're on the same boat. Okay, you know, all it right. helps me to talk about it. I don't know about you. It, it, well, I, I don't know. That yet to be determined. TBD. Some, you know, hopefully, some good news on that today as well. <laughs> A little bit anyway. Maybe. Hopefully. Uh, how did we not get to that? Is coming up next. Gattles and Rami with Whitey and JJ today. Sacktown Sports. Need your Niners fix? Sacktown Sports has you covered. I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think Trey looks significantly better than he did last year. Um, I really do. I think he's, his confidence is there. I think that... Um, 
He's throwing really good passes. I mean, just watching him, he just looks so much more comfortable and confident in the pocket, and I really appreciate that from him from all the work that he's put into it. He just looks like he's having fun because when he's out there having a good time, it definitely brings up everyone around him. Get all your 49ers coverage leading into the 2023 season at Sacktown Sports and SacktownSports.com. We didn't miss it. See? See? See right there. You see it? I think it. We just chose not to tell you. Well, we're ready now. It's how did we not get into it? Get into it. Cattles and Rami with Whitey and JJ today. Before we get into what you guys weren't able to get into this week, an update on your headphones. Thank you. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, I happen to... My people, our investigators, got into like contact it. with one of our prime suspects Uh-oh. in the case. Okay. Yeah, and we confronted the suspect just with, hey, did you take or use, did you use JJ's headphones? I did not. So I said, thank you, Nate Littlefield. You have been cleared. My man, why are you doing, doing work, brother? Yeah, and I believe him. And, I you do, know, too. Yeah. Sometimes that's how you find out someone's guilty is after you say, okay, you're clear, and then you keep an eye on them. Yeah. But I... Got that pupil I, on him? I like I it, I have Whitey. no reason to doubt Nate. No, no. Can we put one of those chalkboards behind you and just start yes. putting the string yes. on all the names? Yes. Might have he, to. He did not hesitate. And, uh, yeah, my sense on Nate is it's not his nature to tell fibs like that if uh, – I think he's telling the truth. I don't think he's your guy. Man. But we're, we're continuing to look Kyle throwing Nate under the bus I like know, that, bro. I know. I, I just you. did that because Nate's my friend. Oh, okay. I mean, it would have been clean it up now. Would have been weird if I had Nate accused. Was your friend right? Yeah. <laughs> did you tell Nate that too, Whitey? Or you, unlike I Kyle, know. unlike Kyle, you didn't want to put. You know, yeah. you want to be the middleman. That's something I might be able to use over Kyle. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, That's yeah. totally fair. We we can exonerate <laughs> Jason Ross at this point, right? It couldn't possibly be that. such a kind person like him. Yeah, right? Get him on the line for yeah. me, Whitey. It yeah. seems like you're getting everybody on the line. I'm working. Come on, brother. I like where you're going. Yeah. Uh, here's what y'all weren't able to get to this week. Streaming July 12th, Netflix quarterback uh, football documentary. And they actually they filmed this last year. Uh, and I think, let's see, it was Peyton Manning's production crew was involved in this. And Patrick Mahomes is involved. So it's a, a series where they followed last year. They followed Patrick Mahomes around. They followed Kirk Cousins and they followed Marcus Mariota. Yeah. So we're going to get uh, behind-the-scenes looks at all three of those guys on quarterback streaming on Netflix July 12th. Yeah. Are you uh, Are you looking forward to it? Are you in? Are you one of those guys, Whitey? Are you a hard knocks guy? You know, I was. Okay. And I w- I'm getting a little weary of it. I think by about the time they, they showed the Raiders on hard knocks mm-hmm. and they wouldn't show anything, mm-hmm. the Raiders just didn't want them to show anything, I thought hard knocks started for me to start to wear down a little bit, and I feel like, ah, you know, I see the formula now, so I like it. I don't feel like it's must-see TV as much as I used to. Okay. And in a way, I feel that way about this quarterback. I'll give it a try, but I'm not really excited about it because I feel like all these we, – we're almost uh, oversaturated with sports documentaries. Yes. There are and, good ones, but some is just like, yeah, I, I'm not interested. And, you know, the other thing we're oversaturated with, and here I go, Jay being a bad guy again, is NFL. It's too – It's all year round, I don't need it. I'm not built in. I said this a couple of days. I know. I know. Absolutely. I said this a couple of days ago. I said it seems like I say it every single time I'm on air when it comes about this conversation. I don't need the NFL to be a part of my life every single day, every single week. Mm -hmm. It's just not for me. I get why people, you know, a couple things. People love watching TV, right? It's common sense. Yep. 
people love, as you said, right now we're oversaturated with documentaries left and right. I mean, we have tabs now where you, it used to be a documentary. You only seen that thing on PBS or t- Channel 6 or, you know, right, right. public network. Right. Now it's everywhere. Every yeah. streaming platform has a documentary every, of some di- sort. Every different type. You can choose your category yes. documentary. Right. And so I get that part, too. I'm with you when it comes to that. And another part of it, too, is for me, the three people they chose, <laughs> not very interesting. You could have gave me some, like, give me Tua. I would have looked more to give me Jalen Hurts. Those you know, are good ones. You, t- give me Derek Derek Carr. Give me Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you know Mahomes. Obviously, there's something to see there. He's so great. The Mariota situation with Atlanta was interesting because he started what 13 games and then he fell out of favor. Yeah, but it's the Falcons. That could be interesting. But Cousins is just weird. That could be really entertaining because we may get a glimpse into what a strange guy he is. Yeah. Well. Okay. I- I'll give you maybe one, one for three. I understand your you're point. You're one for three yeah. right now. You're yeah. under, under the Mendoza line. Patrick, you don't want to no, see behind the scenes. No, I'm he not hates interested. Patrick yeah, Mahomes. I'm not interested. So if you want to learn man. this, Whitey, he's still mad at Patrick yeah. for beating the Niners in Absolutely. the Super Bowl. And it wasn't even him. We beat ourselves, man. It wasn't him. He was under wraps, lock and key. Pat Mahomes was doing nothing against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. But uh, the three that's out there, I mean, I could have picked 13 more guys in front of him. Like I said, Tua would have gave me something. Derek Carr, I would have loved to see Derek Carr in Las Vegas, a man of faith. It would be super interesting to see how he operates around Las Vegas and being a man of faith. I would have loved to see Jalen Hurts. I would have took Geno Smith over Marcus Mariota, well, you know, Russell before Westbrook. Last year, though, excuse me, but you know, before last year, if someone said, "How about Geno Smith?" they all would have said, "Yeah, I'm right." Yeah, but, but they you, chose Mariota. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like, mm, and then uh, also, I understand your point, but also you got Josh find Allen. Guys, it's like, yeah, but you got to find Prescott. like on Hard Knocks, you got to find teams in this case quarterbacks that say. Okay, yeah, you can follow me around all year long. Yeah, but if I'm producing a Netflix check, it's going to be a little different, too. Remember, mm-hmm. money is money is where your heart is nine times out of ten, especially with these guys, hence why they sit out and want to sign certain deals and all that. So I think if Netflix pushed a, the certain amount of money, and who knows from everything I've read, the NFL didn't really have too much of control over this. But at the same time, I just, you know, I think you can entice some guys where, you know, get, I mean, I would have took, I'm not a, a Burrow guy, but I would have took Burrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have took, um, um, I'm blanking, Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know why I'm blanking. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, right. Trevor Lawrence. Give me someone like that. Okay. You know, you could have mm-hmm. gave me someone that's just a little more. Marcus Mariota, no disrespect, I don't really find exciting. And for the most part, it really wasn't like, eh, he's probably not going to be there next year. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, whatever. And Kirk Cousins, I, I'll give you Kirk. He's a little, he's he's a little. It could be interesting. Yeah, quirky, he, he's got a little quirky least. to him, yeah. Uh, by the way, the Chiefs Super Bowl rings, have you heard about these? A company that makes them says each one contains 613 diamonds. Uh, 609, 609 round diamonds, four marquise diamonds, 35 rubies totaling 16.1 carats. You know what I say? Wow. Because it's the Kansas City Chiefs ring, pawn it. That's, hates him so much. Gosh. Uh, the team's logo was 16 rubies representing the number of division titles for the franchise. 50 diamonds on the Arrowhead portion of the team's logo representing the 50th anniversary of the Arrowhead uh, Stadium, of Arrowhead Stadium. 
But wow, that's a two-time Super Bowl champion now. Man, Man nobody want to hear about why yeah. you are doing me dirty today. You started the show <laughs> with Oakland what's A's going hate. On. Now then, I see why you didn't get to that story. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's that. I did have an opportunity to see the ring. That ring is yeah. is going crazy. Man. Yeah. That thing is serious, and um, you know, salute to. I've never had the opportunity. <laughs> it's sad, man. Every single time I've gotten close to winning a ring, we fell short. Mm-hmm. So I don't own one, in any level of anything. <laughs> uh, when it comes to college, n- nothing, high school, nothing, and um, to win a ring, going to be sweet. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know where it's coming. Let's going to be some adult <laughs> softball at this point, but a ring's a ring. <laughs> you know, who knows? Maybe the Niners will give me an honorary ring one yeah. day if they, if they can pull it together. Uh, we have some good news news for you coming up. I think a former MLB exec. He is scoffing at the notion that the Ace to Vegas is a done deal. We're going to hear what he has to say next. Cattles and Rami, why didn't JJ sack down sports?